0: everybody welcome to the patty g show i'm your host patty g here with flynn foster of guarantee media the noun (laughs) spell with a y Y. we're gonna learn a little bit more about that learn a little bit more about his backstory and i was heard somewhere through the grapevine we're supposed to talk about duck hunting at some point during this show so we might even get into wouldn't hurt my feelings (laughs) again that's what i've heard so before we do that i want to give a big shout out to our two sponsors Um, triton stone group and the newest sponsor Falaya real estate stick around hear a little bit more about them and what they've got going on at the end of the episode well without further ado flynn welcome Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. I'm glad we could uh, make you fit in the schedule, right? Yeah, well, you
1: know, you've you've had on some really, really good guests so far, and I'm happy just to fill in wherever you need me.
0: And the best one's the next one, right? So the best one's this one.
1: Yes, absolutely. Of course it is. (laughs) So who are you? What do you do? Uh, My name's Flynn Foster, born and raised in Baton Rouge. I grew up at 355 Sherwood Forest Boulevard. And this is a live episode, giving that address out. That's where I grew up. Okay. (laughs) That's not where I live. Um, And uh, uh, I was one of four siblings. Uh, My parents are from North Louisiana originally. Shout out to Pollock, Louisiana, and Oak Grove, Louisiana. And I grew up here and uh, had a a, a good upbringing, got to go to a nice school, Go Knights. Knights. And, Went to LSU, got into the radio business. And most of my career, and I, yeah, majority of it's been family business oriented, although I've done some other things. And uh, today I, I go to work, uh, Garrity Corporation. We do several things. And um, I usually go home, hang out with my wife. We're empty nesters now. A lot of fun. But trying to stay very active in the community, though, it's very important. The city of Baton Rouge has been great to my family for almost a century now. Our company started in 1926 by my grandfather. Oh wow! And uh, so uh, it's I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to uh, continue the the legacy, and my father worked for our company for 69 years in one way or another from world, right after World War II on, and um, I have uh, I've done a few other things I've been in the mortgage business. Um, was there for a lo- uh, about 12 years. Worked with a couple of great companies, uh, Resource One Mortgage, GMFS Lending. Uh, I got to work with one of your guests, T Brown, who is just gold. Good old T. Love those, uh, love that company. And um, I've been running the family business for about the last 11 plus years. So that's, uh, so I have two boys, beautiful wife Dana at home, two boys college age and uh, trying to find their way in the world, you know, going to school during a pandemic and all that other stuff that,
0: uh, (laughs) you know, so navigating the rest of COVID with everyone else.
1: Whoever thought you would do your, classes on a screen you know
0: well i was homeschooled
1: so i did yeah well (laughs) uh, the masses yeah yeah homeschool obviously yeah Uh, i guess
0: what's what they all became was homeschooled that's right everybody's freaking out how do we do this new schooling at home Mm -hmm. and how do we adapt to classes online i'm like this is no big
1: deal for you huh?
0: every other homeschooler was like wait what's what's changing what's different exactly and
1: uh, so anyway uh try to uh Get out and have fun on occasions. Like the outdoors a lot. Yeah, and uh, work have a great team of people I get to work with all the time,
0: and uh, we're just trying to continue to build our company. I love it. So it started in 1926. Did it start as Guarantee started, Broadcasting Corporation, or no? It started the history as of that?
1: Guarantee. It was uh, two companies. It was a parent company called Guarantee. This is real exciting. Guarantee Bond and Finance and Guarantee Income Life Insurance Company. Wow. And when we bought Channel 9 in 1964-ish, we changed Guarantee Bond and Finance Company to Guarantee Corporation. We kept the insurance company. Somewhere in the late 80s, Aflac, the duck, came yeah. along and had a broadcasting division, bought Channel 9 from us. Um, we went around the country and bought it one time about 15 radio stations, Ohio, California, and all over South Louisiana. Sold those through the years, kept the Baton Rouge cluster. Um, And then we sold our insurance company about five years ago after 90 years of owning that and to a big group out of Chicago. And so we sold 90% of our assets when we sold the insurance company. Radio, we're probably in town more known for radio and in the past television. But in terms of size, the insurance company was really the, uh, um, you know, the big big dog in the room and so we sort of had to figure out what we were going to be when we grow up and so we've been on a journey the last five years doing different things and getting back to our entrepreneurial roots uh, from when we started with my grandfather I never met him you know he was long gone when I was born so but obviously we started as an entrepreneurial company so
0: yeah I mean how do you go from like insurance to radio I mean in my eyes that's two entirely different fields.
1: And Channel 9 was a tenant in our building and went up for sale. And the, the general manager, a man by the name of Tommy Gibbons, put the TV station on the air in the 1940s. And um, somebody from New Orleans was going to buy him. He knew my dad. He went down to my dad's office and said, hey, we're for sale. Would you like to uh, buy us? My dad said, we're an insurance company. We're not a TV company. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, um, I need your answer by tomorrow because a group out of New Orleans is going to buy us and I want to keep us locally owned. My dad and uh, Mr. Gibbons worked on looking at how a TV station works, the money involved and all that. 24 hour period, we got into the television business and with it came an um, undeveloped um, FM signal. W.A.F.B. 98.1 FM, which, you know, today is Eagle 98. And um, so we had to build an FM tower. Nobody had FM radio stations. We went on the air. Everybody had AM. We went on the air. My dad said, "Boy, it's crystal clear. It's awesome. Nobody can hear us uh, because nobody had FM signals. And so uh, so my dad was a um, sort of at his heart, um, a real gambler, you know, and was willing to roll the dice. Some people were on his board of directors were very upset. He bought a TV station on a whim and uh, I can just have knowing the numbers. I know it was a very good um, thing and right. where it's taking us today into radio and uh, all the digital things we're doing is a great thing.
0: Right. I mean, with a, with a board of directors, especially for like an insurance company going into this new Avenue is not going to sit well with them regardless. You know, right. they're there to maintain the business as is make sure it grows, prospers and continues on. When you start saying, Hey, we're going to d- dive into a whole different Avenue I'm sure there was a yes. many a board meetings where there was probably some fists shaking, some voices raised, why'd you do this, I can so on and so forth. I can guarantee every member of that board of directors at the time was born
1: before television was invented. So the idea of getting into something, um, it might be like the modern world of people getting into cryptocurrency. You know? right. Older people, which I might fall into that category or somewhere in between, I might go, what the heck is this? And uh, television um, for those people, they were all old school
0: bankers, insurance people, and all that. So
1: very foreign to them.
0: Something they could put their hands on, tangible insurance, right. banking. Yeah, well, TV is like how TV do we how radio. do we make money here?
1: That's air. Yeah, and you,
0: you make it by doing what you did when you introduced, introduced your
1: clients in the beginning of the show. You know, yeah. is, you sell advertising. Right. You know, and you make it work for them. So hopefully, they'll stay with you, and more people will do it. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. so when when you came on board, you said it was 11
0: years ago? Yeah, January 1st. I'm sure I was duck hunting. uh, January 1st of 2010. Yeah. Okay, so a little over 11 years. Yeah. So what was the the state of the union of guarantee at the time?
1: Wow, that's a loaded question. Um, My father had gotten very old and sick. Uh, Fortunately, he lived to be 94 years old, but was uh, no longer really able to... uh, effectively managed just because he you know, it was 94 years yeah. old. Yeah. And when I got there, he was eight and nine. I forget what he was, but anyway, he was very old. Um, and so we had some um, pulling the team together things that we needed to work on, uh, which was a real good challenge. I had a, a, a nucleus of people there that were good and smart. Uh, Gordy Rush, my general manager, of, uh, who wasn't the general manager at the time, but is now of radio. So I had a good core. And it was my job. Um, we had two buildings where we were located, and it was almost like a wall was up between those buildings, although it's just a door and some steps. And so I had to on go. level steps. Yeah, unlevel. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, one is a very old building. I guess they built them shorter back then, so it can get confusing. Uh, and so I had to pull everybody together. That was my main task. And um, I actually wrote notes to my father at six months after being there, and they, I saved it on Microsoft Word, six-month notes. And I went and sat down with him and said, here's what I see. And I mostly didn't speak the first six months. I just observed. Um, I do have a philosophy of uh, one mouth, two ears, use them proportionately. Uh, and so that's what I did when I got there. And, um, and I, I, I heard a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, I virtually interviewed every employee there to find out what their thoughts were on things and where things were going. And so I, um, I and mean, we had a great president of our insurance company at the time, John Lancaster, and our CFO, Forrest Mills, is still with us. Um, and he'll probably be there at 10 o'clock tonight or something ridiculous and back at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. So right. we're, I had a good nucleus
0: that I got to work with. And so um,
1: a lot of fun, a lot and, of fun building.
0: And, and that that statement you made about the two ears, one mouth, using proportionally, that is key when you have a new person coming in at the top. Right. Yes. Or a new person coming in, going to be running it, whether it be a family business or you got hired for a C-suite or a a managing position. Yes. You know, because if you come in with all these great big ideas, you may be not so well taken. Right. But being able to use those ears, I think, kind of demonstrates how you can become an effective leader and how you become an effective manager going into a new corporation.
1: Yes. And a lot of time, I think executives, uh, C-suite type people come in and they're... um, they, they think everybody's just dying for them to be there. Maybe the board is or the owner or something like that is, but it's not always true. There's sometimes, um, um, you know, we, this is the way we've done it and all this kind of stuff. And if you go, I wouldn't I wouldn't hired uh, or brought back in to blow things up, you know, um, but at the same time. I was uh, I had a job and a responsibility to our shareholders right at, at the time we had seventy something shareholders literally across the country and um, and lots of family members that I rep- that I represent and actually uh, report to sisters cousins second cousins um you know nieces nephews uh, <laughs> they, need, they, they need those quarterly I'm trying to you know just represent the family and for me, it's been like the honor of a lifetime to be able to do something like that. And as I like to say in the office, um, I'm trying to figure out how to get us through the next 95 years. I assume I won't be here, but I mean, that's what I'm trying to set us up so that if family members do want to be involved
0: in one way or another,
1: then we can, you know, be here at the end of this century. Yeah.
0: And then how do you kind of integrate family members with a business for people that have been there for 20 years? Yeah. So, um, so I am, I am the only family
1: member who works there. Uh, my sister, um, Faye used to do HR. Um, I have a, uh, I had a half brother, um, who passed away a couple of years ago and it, he had worked for the insurance company for about 20 years. Um, uh, my two other sisters at one time or another had worked there. I think my dad's sister worked there in the thirties or something like that. I'm not, I can't quite remember all the family stories and everything. And, um, and so what I try to do is communicate with these uh, diverse kind of shotgun family members through, uh, through lots of texts and take their phone calls and answer their emails and what's going on and what are we doing and da-da-da-da-da-da. And, and so um, I am more of a communicator than my father was. My father came from that greatest generation, grew up during the Depression, uh, went to war. you know, it's his philosophy was shut up and get to work. And uh, it's not the worst thing. yeah, you know it's
0: it's it's effective of that one person getting the work done, yes, but of a collaborative sense. And in
1: this modern world, right. where people want to be pulled in and want to know what the bigger purpose is, that's what we've tried to do. I have read a lot of books, Lencioni and uh, Simon Sinek and other those type of people. and I've I've seen them speak and I watch their YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. And I'm trying to uh, bring as many people in and -hmm. I know what I know. And that's it. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything. I don't know. It sounds kind of stupid, but I mean, I don't know anything else other than what I know. So I've got more to learn and having all the ideas and, and being unwilling to uh, adapt and change is not, you know, it's not how I am.
0: Yeah. It's more focused on what needs to happen not what i think needs to happen but what needs to happen for the betterment of the business.
1: Yes, absolutely. Cuz i have some ideas and i rant and rave in my office sometimes <laughs> and i just need to get that out and i usually do it to my cfo and then <laughs> we go back into a meeting or whatever and right. and we have a good conversation.
0: Yeah, which so. is good. You know, it's how can we have that collaborative sense but still get work yes. done.
1: At some point though you have to make a decision and i get i'm the ultimate decision maker, but i definitely uh
0: want to hear what other people have to say about
1: it you know right
0: yeah and that's at the top you have to be able to at the end of the day listen but also be able to execute and not just right follow along because people said that's what you should do you know right. it's like nope this is what needs to happen for the company I feel strongly about it, and we've got to just power through. Yeah, and everybody doesn't always
1: agree, and I can't make everybody happy, and that's just life, and that's actually my personality is probably to try to do that. I want everybody to like me, and it's unreasonable, you know, Mm -hmm. and you just have to make decisions, and that's
0: just life, you know. And uh, sometimes we're slower to make them, um, but we eventually get there. Yeah, so you came on board 11 years ago. You've got the insurance company was still intact at the time. Yeah, it was, so there was a lot to do with that at the time. So, insurance company
1: and TV station. Oh, uh, radio. Okay, yeah. so the TV, the TV was, was already gone. gone in like 1988, 1989.
0: Okay. Although we're still kind of known for having owned it, you know. Okay, so you come on board, insurance, radio. What was kind of your after you had your six months? What was kind of that revelation of where the next step was with the company? Um, getting the
1: right people on the bus and in the right seats, and um, so made Gordy Rush our general manager. Sometime at the end of 2010, um, made some other changes, personnel changes, and um, just to try to uh, get us going in the right direction. And so we were doing that. We also have a senior living facility in Mandeville, which our, our equity partners run day to day. So it's we have a little bit to do with it, but not a ton. And it was building the insurance company up. The insurance company was coming off of the 08, 09 financial crisis meltdown when um, S&P and Moody's had said every bond out there is double AAA rated and turned out to be they were junk or worse. Right. And so there was a lot of uh, pain with that. And what one of the things I was able to do is there's an investment committee that takes whenever people give you money for insurance or buying annuities, you have to then turn around and invest their money and try to make a spread. And so we, um, uh, and we brought in new advisors to help us with that. Several on the outside that had not worked with us before, and I sort of led that because I had friends in the investment business in Dallas and other places, and uh, that actually worked out really well. They did a great job for us. It was again one of those examples of we don't know everything. Let's mm-hmm. try to find the help that we need to make us better. Right we got an offer to sell the insurance company, and then that took the better part of almost took, uh, I feel like it almost took my life, but it took two <laughs> years of uh, negotiations and uh, regulatory approval. Because we were in 31 states, you get regulatory approval from the state of Louisiana, Louisiana Department of Insurance. That took a long time because they want to make sure the guys and gals buying it aren't bad guys and gals. You right? Know? And so, um, and that's understood but that took about two years and if I had any hair left that's
0: when it slipped away (laughs) (laughs) and that's I guess something that everybody realizes is when you think I'm gonna sell a company okay it's great it's sold you still have all that back end systems to work through yes you know it's not just sign here on the dotted line like buying a home it's you know takes 30 days to close a home two years to sell a business yes and for us
1: it's took every minute of those two years and uh, and we had employees who were shared um between the insurance company and the radio yeah know, they, they were through corporate how do we divide those up who goes where trying to keep everybody happy and all that other kind of stuff and we're, where's the best place on the new buses for them and so we went through a lot of that and a lot of angst and everything and uh, but it worked out and the right people went in the right places and then about that time is the insurance company was being sold and we were we had a contractor run it for two years after they were um, after they bought it. But, uh, we started thinking we got to get more into digital media.
0: Yeah. you know, Which then kind of transitions into where I want to segue next. You came on insurance company, radio stations, you're on insurance company gets sold off. Radio stations become kind of the bread and butter. Correct. But stuff starts getting added. Yes. It gets added and it's added onto that device that you're
1: been scrolling through to see if there's a good questions on Facebook it's called your iPhone yeah. or your Android or your computer or whatever else
0: yeah but more so than that you started to bring on other companies yes to the guarantee family so what has that process kind of been like going from all right we just sold off our insurance company which you said was 90% right of everything the mm-hmm. business had now we've got 10% is now our hundred percent yes exactly. <laughs> How do we make this work? How do we make this work? Right. And at the same time, grow the brand, grow the company to the new heights to where that 10% becomes worth what that 90% was. Well, Gordy Rush and I were in Indianapolis,
1: Indiana at the National Radio Show in 2014, where Mm -hmm. radio revenue growth was projected to be down like 1% over the next five years or something like that. And we had, of course, been streaming our signals and stuff like that. And we're getting more into the digital aspects of just the radio part of it. And we just sort of looked at each other. I think we got together in, in the lobby after one of the days there and said, we got to do some more things. And we started saying, well, what we need we tried to partner with digital companies, do different stuff like that and sort of hit us at the same time. We need to buy one. A A digital... Digital media agency. Digital media media agency. Exactly. And uh, where a lot of the advertising and revenue has has gone. You know, it's just the way life is. Things change. We got in a a room with about eight of us in the company and we threw about 15 names up on the board of local digital media agencies. That were for sale at the time? No, not for sale at all. Uh, Or not that we were aware of. And we had a consultant at the time and said, Hey, I know the owner of Gator works. I think y'all would be a good fit culturally and everything. That was Brian Rodriguez. And, um, and he said, let me set up a lunch. And so we all ended up having lunch with us. Like Brian, did just like we did when somebody came to try to buy something from us, kind of rolled his eyes, he had a nice talk, but rolled his eyes and went, this will never happen. Right. And, uh, Brian and I developed a relationship and we, we, uh, I, uh, we promised him several things, but what we promised him is we'd be truthful and that we're going to grow this together. And Brian had brought his company from, uh, as I like to say, well, you, you don't say basement, Louisiana, but from his parents' garage, because if you have a basement, in Louisiana, it'd be underwater. Um, <laughs> uh, he started in his garage in high school. And when he was at LSU, he built it up and had gotten to a certain point that, um, it makes sense to partner with somebody like us. And we, negotiated back and forth, you know, and, um, uh, made him, you know, apparently what was a good enough offer to, uh, to, to agree to come on board. And, uh, so we bought Gator works, um, in the end of July in 20. Oh, he'll kill me if I screw this up. I'm trying to remember what year we're in 17, I guess. Um, (laughs) And so it was
0: 2017. Because we, we can go back on his episode. Yeah, I know. We'll put the clip side He's by wanting, side. He always <laughs> sends a message,
1: you know, three years ago today, this happened. That's wonderful. right. And so um, anyway, and it's been wonderful. He's grown from nine employees to about 24 with more room for growth. He has grown his business uh, about four and a half times since uh, uh, since we bought it revenue-wise. It's incredible. It's fantastic. A lot of that has come from uh, the radio sales people that we have who have the relationships in this market with people and who are saying, yeah, I'm going to do radio, but I'm also need some help with my digital. And boom, we just turn them over to GatorWorks. And it's been a great
0: partnership. Because it's like for radio, that's one avenue, right? Yes. You know, it's, it's one medium to get your message across to a crowd or a group of people. Yep. But having that digital space. You know, and like we just had somebody comment, uh you might know Jay Parker. Jay Parker, yeah, just he's commented a nice guy. and yeah, I like um, Jay. Yeah, he said, uh speaking of meet next said, week. <laughs> he said I heard a, a really cool guy coming to help out with that yeah absolutely well if we're ready to talk about that Uh, (laughs) but still on the gator work side jay we'll get there we'll get to that segment but it's on the gator work side of this homogenous relationship when you purchase when you acquire a company and it's almost like your company a is a funnel for company b right right? you know you got the sales reps hey you're already advertising what's on the radio you know it works well why don't we go a step above and push the you know push the what we can Yep. Get it out there, in new light, new fashion. Get it on the devices yep. that everybody's already on and put it in front of people.
1: Yeah, and that was the whole idea. They build websites. They do geofencing, um, geotargeting, search engine optimization, Google ads, Facebook ads. They blog for people. They do it. They, they're they they're so good at what they do. It's incredible. And uh, Brian has uh, been so much fun to work with. And And he'll tell you, we lived up to what we said we were going to do. And that makes me feel good because we weren't... We weren't, we weren't like gonna, we weren't the corporate raiders who were gonna buy them out and then fire everybody because we didn't have the people who do their work. <laughs> who was gonna do the work if yeah. we did that, you know? Yeah. And so it's it's been really uh, exciting to watch them grow. They were, of course, nervous, and people in that industry in general are younger. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not, there's nothing bad or good or bad about it's that. It's just it a just, fact. That is what they've gone into right out of college and stuff like that. And so I walk in bald and, Gray Beard, my CFO, who's older than me walks in and they think, well, the old guys are coming in and they're gonna do it the old way, whatever that is. And it's like, no, y'all take it and run with it, you know? We're here to support you. I yeah. don't know how to build a website, you know? Yeah, that's right. You know, I don't. So how am I gonna do that?
0: You know, I'm looking for the easy button on everything, especially a computer. I certainly don't know how to build a website. You yeah, know? and it's, you come on board and we can fix some of the problems y'all have. And also y'all can help us grow the business As a whole, you know, if it's, it's, oh, we, you may have a trouble with, you may not have a big enough HR department to handle the people you hired in. That's what we do. Yeah, that's that's what we've done. We
1: took a lot of the back office stuff away from Brian so he could focus on the business. And, uh, and he's done a great job. His team's great. You know, Lindsey Duggar. Uh, Trent Hill and many more, but they
0: certainly deserve shout outs. A couple yeah. of his big leaders. And and those in the entrepreneurial space, owning a business, thinking to themselves, when is the right time to sell the company? When is the right time to maybe go in with somebody else? Maybe not sell and exit, but sell and join. Yes. Kind of with what happened here with Gatorworks and Brian is we can't handle the back end of the office. It's kind of where people tend to see that fall off is the yep. back end, the HR, the stuff that happens day to day with the employees, you know, I need time off. Okay. Well, I guess I'll sign the card, you know, so right. on and so forth. And it's like, we're too busy focused on the craft as an entrepreneur. that some of that other stuff falls behind with y'all reaching out. It just like makes sense to say, okay, y'all already have all this in place. We can focus even more so. Yep. On honing in on that craft. And that's
1: what Brian has said has happened. You know, a lot of things he used to uh, get into the weeds on. And Brian's a different entrepreneur, too, because he loves to plow into spreadsheets and all that stuff. In my picture, of a lot of entrepreneurs are, um, not that Brian doesn't see things from a 20,000 foot, but a lot of them are 30,000, 40,000. Let's just throw it on the wall. Brian is, uh, throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. Brian is a um, well-thought-out, hire very slow, you know, max, <laughs> max himself and everybody else out before we add that expense, you know? Right. And uh, and it's worked, and it's just a great – I went by there today. I had a meeting close by, and I got to go by there, and just uh, – they're back in the office, and it's good to see all the faces and everything. So good group of people, you know? Yeah. There. It's a lot of fun.
0: And then within that, you've also started to kind of – Guarantee has kind of started to absorb some other companies and talent.
1: Yes, you know? Well, you win with talent. Um, uh, ESPN has not called me recently and said, hey, we need you in Bristol to do Sports Center." We're getting rid of Scott Van Pelt or any other person like that. But we have searched out really good talent in this market. And, um, uh, and so for those who don't know, we have a country station, 100.7 The Tiger. You had Brittany and Abby Lee on with you the other day. Um, we have a talk station. 107.3, Eagle 98.1, and 1045 ESPN. And all those stations have great talent. Um, Jay DeCody is one of the ones you're referencing, I believe, in this recent acquisition when we bought Jay's companies. And Jay is um is a self-made I eat and drink, which was blog, Bite and Booze blog used to right. say, I, I eat, I drink, I write. Well, he eats, he drinks, he writes. Um, he does radio show, he does cooking videos, he does government taco, somewhere on your computer, you have a nice government taco, which is on government street, uh, right next to cloud drive, uh, <laughs> next to the Florida Lee. uh, wonderful tacos that are there. Yeah, Jay, uh, we have his barbecue sauces, his molasses, mustard, and four different rubs, which I put on everything I cook on the barbecue pit. Jay has been on, as you know, um, beat Bobby Flay, which he did. One of the few people to do that. America's um, Next Top Chef, whatever. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name of it. Lots of stuff. And so we're into big personalities, Matt Moscona and Brittany and Abby Lee and T-Bob and Jacob Hester and and Michelle Southern and Jay and Brian Held and a big D and Bubba and go on and on. And so Jay seemed like a perfect fit for that because Jay has already got a lot of the digital world
0: we're talking about,
1: you know, in right. his
0: pocket. He's coming from that blogging space, that content yes. creation space. Yeah. It just makes sense to fill in with talk. Yeah. Now right? we may we have guarantee. Jay,
1: we may have Jay spread a little thin, uh, but, uh,
0: <laughs> but, uh,
1: but he's young, he can do it. You <laughs> That's know? right. And, uh, we, we've had a great time. And I mean, Jay is so well known in, of all of our personalities, I like to say somebody in Seattle, Washington, may not care about what's going on with LSU football, but they eat and they drink, you know. And so the ability to take Jay National and build that brand out, we believe, is uh, a great opportunity for us.
0: Yeah. And then with Jay comes along that guarantee brand. Yes. Right. Which, again, that relationship Of acquiring and absorbing them saying, hey, great. Keep doing what you're doing. Just do it for us. Yeah, exactly.
1: And yeah, you cut
0: a deal with somebody like that and you do the same thing we did with
1: Brian at Gatorworks and you don't promise them the moon, but you promise to be honest and truthful and have good conversations with them and to support them in their dreams And uh, you just don't have to worry about payroll anymore. We'll take care of that and HR and all those other things and give you some advice from our years of being in business, you know. Right. And, And it's worked out well.
0: And that's, I think, one of the biggest things for entrepreneurs when they think about selling the company or going into an acquisition with someone else is losing that creative control. Right. Losing, you know, like you said, when y'all walked in, you had the gray hair and the no hair and everybody's like, oh, we're going doing the old way. You know, we're losing our touch. We're losing our flair, which some businesses don't successfully pull off an acquisition. Right. They try to inflict or, you know, inject too much corporate Right. Into that little brand. But it seems like that guarantee has kind of found that little sweet spot.
1: Yeah. And so and we found companies that were kind of at a certain revenue level and and needed a little bit of of oomph to get to the next level. And um, now, look, if you go out and buy a company and pay a fortune for it and say, this is the way we're doing it, you know. Oh, well, so be it. You need to tell the person you're buying that company from, though, that that's the way it's going to be. Don't lie to them. I mean, it's only going to come back and bite you.
0: Right. Like you said, you didn't promise in the moon, but you promised to be honest. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, you got to start doing this new procedure within your normal life because that's how things are done. But right. you don't have to go ahead and change the whole wheel out. You know, yeah, it's no it's we're not. My picture is
1: not on Jay Cody's products now. That's right. You know, where I just <laughs> I winked at him and said, yeah, we'll keep you
0: up at the forefront. No, it's still Jay Cody. That's who people know. I don't know. I think putting you behind Jay in the background. Yeah. For the pictures. Waving. <laughs> waving like a yeah. little a little, little head on the side of the shoulder. Uh-huh. Exactly. Tell me a little branding some, push. Eating yeah. a taco
1: or something eating some
0: uh, eating some ribs, you know, taco the tacos at government taco are unbelievable. I know. So then transitioning from that, you've got this guy who's in radio, Biden Boo who does a bite and Boo yep. show, eats drinks for a living and writes about it. Yep. People absorb and are are, grown, are drawn to that. Now goes and actually tries to prove concept can he cook and show up on a scale that people will continue to come back for. Right. And now this insurance company that started in the early 1900s is now slinging tacos. Yeah, exactly. And my father might kill me if he was still with (laughs) us. Um, But again, it's
1: the insurance company got into the TV and radio business. It's the same thing. And, uh, and they did, my dad did other things through the years, energy in the early eighties when the oil busted other things. And so I, I mean, Oh, I know, I I think you may have a question in a minute about, three things you've learned. And so I won't give that away. Um, but I mean, that's just the way it is, you know, I mean, it's just things we've tried and it's not about every now don't get me wrong. You want everything to work and to be successful, but it's, it's about trying. If you don't try, then what's the point, you know? And, um, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sort of in between Jay and let's say our CFO forced, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with throwing a little bit of spaghetti on the wall and see if it sticks, you know? Yeah. Now, Jay, I'll throw the whole jar <laughs> up there and see what gets there. And uh, and it's worked for him. And my CFO, I'll throw a piece of spaghetti up every 30 years. And so there's got to be a balance of all of us. Right. But it's all about experience and and having a team
0: of different ideas and getting in a room and sharing them and coming so, to a decision. And so within that, as a business owner, as somebody who wants to start looking into, can we absorb a company to continue operations? But when you get to that point where you're just on a roll and you're just going one after the other, how do you find that balance of not spreading the company too thin? Great question. I'll do another episode when we figure that out. (laughs) Uh, I'm happy to come back for that. And that's all folks. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. We're done.
1: Um, So that's... um, So our executive team is very small, and we our bandwidth is we're there. Right. And so if somebody came to us with an idea that we had to jump into so much the way we've done Gatorworks and the way we've done Jays, I probably wouldn't do it right now. You know, we've invested in some other things we're able to be pretty silent and just invest in. You had Scott go down here uh, the other day with a bank coming to Baton Rouge and opening, uh, buying a branch in North Louisiana. And so we can do things like that, which require me to sit on a board or whatever. Right. Um, but in terms of day-to-day, I mean, I mean, our corporate executive team is two people. Our company-wide, whole company-wide executive team, there's five of us, you know. Wow. And so it's not like... you got like, more
0: companies than that under your belt.
1: We do. And so, um, but we like to remain uh, um, real... Uh, well, I say thin, um, you know, but uh, we don't want a lot of fat in the company. And so, um, because, you know, we just that's just not how we operate. It's always how my dad did it, you know, and and uh, let's figure, see if we can get by with what we got, you know? Yeah. So.
0: so on the, now we can get into what Jay Parker was discussing earlier. Jay Parker. Yes. That digital media space, because in normal reality, normal words, when people think of radio, they think of just the airways, right? Right in my car, now a little bit sitting at my desk. Right. People are starting to open up to that more of listening to music, listening to talk yeah. radio at work. I work with somebody who's got an old CD cassette player that they listen to the radio uh-huh. while in their office. Yeah. you know. So within radio world, that's all people think of. But what y'all are doing is kind of changing that perception and moving with technology, moving with people and where their attention is to screens. Right. What is that looking like for guarantee? We can now say Alexa, play you
1: know Talk One Hundred Seven Point Three, and it will come up. Yeah, you can say you, Alexa, you can play can the Patty that. G show, and it'll play. Exactly. And so, so used to be, if you wanted to catch a morning show, you had to catch it from six to nine o'clock, and that was it.
0: Yeah, you it's, know?
1: you got it for radio. You may not hear the whole you show know? if
0: you're in your car for twenty minutes. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so, uh, as I keep, I'll keep pointing to your phone. Mine's in my pocket. <laughs> And uh, you're able to get content whenever you want it, how just about however you want it. You can get it. This is audio here. This is video. Obviously, there's multiple cameras here, which I'm very uncomfortable with. Uh, <laughs> face for radio. You've heard that before. Oh, yeah. Um, and so um, you've got to deliver it when you want it, when I want it, and when your wife wants it, and when your parents want it, and in the way that they want it. And so... Um, Our first big venture besides streaming was we built the ESPN TV studio uh, in our um, in our building. And so now let's just say you watch uh, Jacob Hester and T-Bob in the morning and you can catch them on YouTube. You can watch. which obviously everything's on your phone. You catch them on traditional radio. You can catch them streaming. You can catch them on Cox Sports Television, and we've syndicated their programs to other stations in the, in the state. And so that's multiple channels. Uh, that requires uh, heavy investment. And um, that ESPN studio was Gordy Rush's idea because others around the country have done it. Gordy sits on the ESPN uh, radio um, advisory board. We're probably the smallest station, you know, smallest market in America that's on that advisory board. Gordy's developed a great relationship with ESPN, so so you can get that stuff everywhere. We have got to continue to produce that kind of content with our current talent, and then we also have got to dive farther and farther into the podcast world, uh, the on-demand, uh, the YouTube live stuff, YouTube shows, clips, segments, da anything anybody wants. Uh, we need more clicks, more views, more all that stuff. So we have hired Jay Parker, who starts with us next week, and he's going to be in charge of all of that for Guarantee Media. And uh, we have a podcast studio. We have a, I call it a YouTube studio, but it's a TV a film, studio. film, a film studio. studio. And um, uh, and then we have more space where we're anticipating, with Jay's help, he's going to put our standards, procedures in place, and we're going to build out the rest of that. And um, it's going to be something our internal team can use and the community is going to have access to it for fee um, to be able to do podcasts from it and to do shoot video and all kind of stuff like that. And so we're really excited about that. I know some other people across the country who have done this and they're doing real well with it. And so yeah. we're excited about kicking that off. And uh, good thing about when an insurance company moves out of your building, you got extra space. (laughs) Get a whole floor of extra space. Absolutely. And I think if we bunch some people up, we probably end up with about two floors. So, (laughs) um, but we've
0: got one floor in mind. We're going to start building this out. Yeah. Which is incredible because you're going from radio, which is audio only. Yes. So you only have one medium to worry about. Right. You only have one medium to learn the technology for. Right. When you get to the podcasting, the web series, the shows, the YouTube series, you're now having to learn not only how to do the audio for the radio, but how do you incorporate the video with that? Yes. But then how do you incorporate the live video with that? But then how do you transmit that to all the other platforms? And yes. it's this, this knowledge that is not it's not well-known, but it is known. And it's like, how do we get that communicated to our staff, to our team, so they all know what they're doing and they can all make it all work without having one person run from room to room to room to room to right. room to room, room, room. And since you weren't available to hire, um, <laughs> uh,
1: that's why we went and found somebody like Jay Parker, uh, who's got that knowledge. And uh, he's going to help us with that, help our team, you know, and uh, excited. I mean, it's there's just there's, – it's infinite – It's an infinite amount of stuff we can theoretically do. Right. Um, And so, and our idea is to partner with other shows, you know, to get Jay to Cody in a, in Guaranty's test kitchen. And have him doing shows there that we send out to people in Seattle, Washington and, you know, Bangor, Maine and wherever else who are interested in that Southern barbecue, taco, different type of stuff. Yeah. Which, as I said before, Somebody in Maine may not care care about the LSU football team, you know? Yeah. And they eat and
0: drink though. But what they might care about is in the next Jada Cody cookbook, flipping to a page with a menu with a with a with a recipe and pictures, yes. but having a QR code that they can scan that pulls up the how the tutorial video on YouTube that he's taking the time through the test kitchen. Got a pen? <laughs> <laughs> Got is Jay, if Jay Parker still watching, I think write this j- down, Jay. Jay, Jay just, just commented, so I think he's still watching. <laughs> but on the next cookbook, the technology's there and it's easy to implement. Having that QR code of watch Jay cook this dish that is now being streamed in a advertised-filled space or a guarantee-filled space that Jay is now going through each menu, each item in his cookbook, that you can watch him live stream at first so you get that question and feedback while he's cooking but also, it goes on to the YouTube channel or whatever channel you want. And now, people who buy the cookbook can go watch that interaction. And if people have the same questions from mm-hmm. time to time, so if yeah. somebody's asking it on Facebook or somebody's asking it on YouTube, the next viewer may have that same question. Right. And boom, someone asks it. Jay is live time answering it. And now you're talking about a whole new space for books, cookbooks, and digital media. That is not being explored right now, at least to the fullest extent it can in a city like Baton Rouge. And that's why I like you. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into too much, (laughs) we got to start wrapping up the show. Oh, are we done? No way. We got cigars. I mean, (sighs) we had not even gotten to those yet. If if the owners of Earl's are watching, we might smoke a cigar in here.
1: I don't want to get in trouble (laughs) with any of of those good people. I think I know both of them or a few of them, whatever.
0: (laughs) But uh, towards the end of the show, we do have... Uh, The set list of questions, right? Right. The set list of good, hard-hitting questions. Um, We'll start it off with the biggest banger. When you were a kid, what was something you did that you wish you still could do today? I wish I could go back
1: to 355 Sherwood Forest Boulevard (laughs) with my two younger sisters and build two forts in the backyard and have bottle rocket wars like we used to have when we were. I grew up in the 70s and anything went... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we threw light, at, we threw lit firecrackers at each other. We, we, we shot bottle rocket at each, at each other. No eyes got knocked out. That's right. We had a blast. And, uh, if I could do one thing with them, that's, that's what it would be. Cause, uh, you know, I had an older sister who was makeup and girly stuff. The other two were like, if I was going outside to do something, we
0: were going and we were firing that stuff off at each other. And that, uh, we, we, we did that. Not as kids, as high schoolers, <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got, uh, we started making shoulder mount artillery shell oh, launchers love it! Yes, and shooting them at people. So it, <laughs> we would then throw a, a new year's Eve party that we would have to bring our horses to our neighbor's house because uh, we yeah, freaked the daylights out yeah. of them. Right. And so we would make this, this launching pad that oh. would shoot. I think it was 14 artillery shells at once. Oh, so it. we'd screw them down to a two by six. Oh. And we build Beautiful. braces around f- sections of four. Mm-hmm. And then we get electrical tape and tape them. And my dad owns a plumbing company. Oh, yeah. So we get one of those butane torches. Oh. We just run, light them, light them, light them, light them, awesome. light them. light them, And it sounds like a fireworks show going off. Love it. And it just would light up the sky. Nobody got hurt, you know? So we did fine. That's right. We put them in upside down every now and again to see how big of a crater we can make in the ground. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. (laughs) Fun times. Fun fun times. times. Good times. Oh, yeah. What's up, Glenn Hatcherson on the Facebook page? Um, So question number two for you. What is three lessons that you've kind of learned along the way throughout your career? I mean, you're going from you're all over the map here, right? You're going from insurance to radio to digital media marketing company to a taco shop. All right.
1: Don't. uh, And we've sort of touched on them. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. It's okay. But admit it.
0: When you, when, you, when you do, that's, I, the, that's the caveat. It's okay. Yeah. You that, know? That's, that's the caveat that anybody is afraid of acknowledging.
1: Yeah. And it's okay. That, it's,
0: yep, guys, I made a mistake. That's on me. Yeah. My bad.
1: You but
0: know. here's how I'm going to fix it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Do that. Uh, I've talked about it earlier, all, and I really do mean this. Uh, two ears, one mouth, use them proportionally, and be nice to others. You know, it's the crazy world we live in. And there's a lot of different opinions and thoughts on all kinds of stuff. Could you just be nice to people, you know, do you have to uh, do I have to respond to everything I see that I disagree with? No. Um, Somebody has a right to their opinion and I can just move on with my life and, you know, it's it's okay. So those three things may a better world if we all did that, you know, from the top, the most powerful person in the world the previous most powerful person in the world, all the way down. Everybody's got something to offer in this world, you know, yeah. so be nice to them. They know something you don't.
0: That's right. Every, no one knows exactly everything you know how you know it, and you don't know yep. everything that someone else knows exactly how they know it. That's exactly right. And that, that I think, the point where you said about how don't respond to people with that aggression all the time. Yeah. Just because of how yeah. they do something yeah. like that. They just have a different opinion. They, they, they have a different opinion or they have a different way of doing things. Yeah. Right. You know, now, don't get me wrong. We all want to curse out the person that cuts us off in traffic. Oh yeah. In Baton Rouge. Sorry. And especially in Baton Rouge, but being able to take a step back and realize maybe something else is going on in their life that mm-hmm. they had to make that action. Yeah. But I don't need that to then affect my life mm-hmm. in a negative way. Right. 'Cause we can you people can get their days ruined real fast off of one just interaction. Split, just, a split yeah, second. Right. Your whole day can be ruined off of just one little action. But if we take our time and realize, okay, maybe they're there's something going on. Maybe the person that cut you off is late because a loved one's dying somewhere and they're I'm trying a to get friend there.
1: That's what it actually tells himself. They're on their way to the hospital. They're on that's their way to the hospital. Him.
0: You know, who yeah. knows? their wife could be in labor. They could, their kid could be bleeding out. You know, you don't know what's right. happening in that car. So why do we instantly jump to those conclusions of, oh, can't kill believe him. they did that to me. I'm going to kill them. Basically, right? <laughs> they didn't wave. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't wave. They didn't use a blinker. Uh-huh. You know, how do we uh-huh. get past that? And like you said, one day at a time, listen breathe. more, breathe, yeah. and just be nice. Be nice. Yep, absolutely. So third question is, what do you love
1: most about Baton Rouge? Uh, love, well, there's a lot of things to love. Uh, I love I love the people. I love the, um, and I, you know, it's the big, what is the biggest, small, biggest, big, smallest, big town, biggest, small town, biggest whatever. Biggest small town there is. And I think that may have been said, you know, there are, I mean, I literally have to go very far to make a connection in this town, you know? Uh, I constantly get a text message from somebody going, do you know so-and-so I was talking to them about you or whatever they want to meet? Or then I'll ask to send, do you know them? Oh yeah. I work with them on this project. And it's, I really enjoy that. I mean, there's a lot of good things. There's good culture. There's good food. Uh, you know, I've been in tiger stadium a million times, you know, and that's always been some of the highlights of my life. My great memories of my father when I was young, that type of thing. Um, I think, uh, and another thing is, is what's what's great about Baton Rouge, and which is also the challenge, is we haven't reached our potential yet. So thank God we're not there yet. We've yeah. got, we can do better. And there's a lot of people working hard to do better. There's a lot of businessmen and women who are working on that. You're you're highlighting them and showcasing them. It's awesome. You know, this is a great show. I'm I'm so happy for what you you've done and started at such a young age. It's really really cool. Plus you're a CPA and all kinds of other things on the side. <laughs> all that other, you know? All, that other all those other things. I love
0: how you say CPA on the side. Yeah, right. I'm sure your boss doesn't think that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, well, for the, the final question, what can I do to help you? You're doing it already.
1: You have, uh, um, in some ways, uh, I think I'm roughly 30 years older than you, but you've taken me under your wing. You've introduced me to the things that you're doing. And it goes back to me not knowing everything and you being an expert in a field and you've done however many shows you've done. Um, and you've really just opened up, you've come and looked at our facilities and done all those kind of things. And I'm just grateful for that. And you answer my question. So you're doing it. So,
0: well, I, I like to keep a mentality of community grows together, not oh. individually. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Flynn, thank you so much thank for coming you for on having the show. Me. I appreciate really,
1: it. You got a great crew here too. Really, crew here
0: too. Yeah, Flashbang, they do a they yeah. do a banging job. Yeah, they, you know, they come they in might and have they made me look out. good. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like that's the best thing they've done uh, is make me look a little bit uh, right. presentable, uh, right? I, I understand. So, you know, big thanks to them for doing what they do with the show. Big thanks for you for coming thank on you. the show and also want to give a big thanks to our sponsors uh for making this show possible. Triton Stone, uh, it's a woman-owned, family-run business based out of New Orleans. They've got 22 locations across the southeast. They offer a curated selection of slabs, tools, sinks. And for those looking to remodel or build, schedule an appointment with them at tritonstone.com. Check them out, and they will be sure to take you to new heights you ever dreamed. And also to our newest sponsor, Filiya Real Estate. They are a local app. If you're looking to sell your home with how crazy the market is, they've got homes I've been seeing going on the market and being under contract in a matter of a day. It's just ridiculous as what's happening. So check out Falaya Real Estate. They're here in the community. They're local. And as everyone knows, this show is all about local people and local businesses. So with that, Flynn. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Thank everybody else for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in, whether it be through Facebook, the actual podcast, YouTube, whatever platform you're on. Hit us up and let you know which platform you like the best and which ones we can also do better on. I am Patty G, host of the Patty G Show. Thank y'all so very much, and y'all have a good one.